Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Kenya Kelly, who is an accomplished business executive, teacher, inspirational speaker, and a TikTok whiz. Kenya found her voice by writing and speaking about understanding your God-given purpose and living up to your fullest potential. We have so much to talk about, so let's just dive right into this, Kenya, and welcome. Hi, Dr. Summer. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you, Kenya. So we're going to jump right into this. So can you give us a bit of a glimpse of your behind-the-scenes story and your personal journey? For sure. So there's so many things to Kenya Kelly, uh, but I am the youngest of four girls. I've always had this type of entrepreneurial, spunky type spirit. Uh, I got my kind of business start in network marketing, uh, direct sales, when I was a full-time college student. Went on to create my own natural hair care trade show business. And then uh, I started my uh, branding and consulting business about five years ago. And it's been a roller coaster ever since. Wow. (laughs) So what was it like being one of four girls? Very interesting. Well, we, I mean, we grew up without any money, you know, so it was already hard enough. But when everybody's different sizes and all that, it's not like you get all these hand-me-downs. So it had, uh, it was lots of uh, interesting moments. It's It's the nicest way to put it. Gotcha. Now, where did you grow up, by the way? Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Now, what would you say were some of the challenges you've confronted and how did you bounce back from those challenges? As a kid or in general? And in general, what are some of the key moments that you can kind of identify? Uh, I would probably say one of the biggest moments was when I finally decided to leave my family. Like we lived in Kentucky, like most of our lives, even though I was born in Chicago, when I decided to move from Kentucky to Virginia, that was a big move because I moved without any family, any friends, just on this journey that I didn't realize was a spiritual journey, uh, but it became this spiritual awakening where I had to now develop my own relationship with God and like learn about him from his perspective versus how I was taught my whole life. And then I would say the other hardest thing I've ever dealt with is definitely going through divorce seven years ago. Mm. Now, can you tell us a little bit about that and like some of the challenges and how you overcame those? For sure. So that was very, 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 very hard. Uh, when I look back at it, you know, like when I, before I met my ex-husband, I was in this really high time in my life and I wanted to share it with somebody. But I think that I was in this place that I wasn't aware of where I didn't really understand my value and my worth and so when someone finally showed me attention I kind of like jumped on it which was my ex um and so we ended up getting married three years after dating after being married for I think it was six months I had had a dream that he was unfaithful and he said I was crazy I thought it was crazy two months later I heard like and I have a very close relationship with God but I heard him tell me that that there was somebody and to go check our phone records. And so once I discovered her and all the others, it was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to choose to stay or leave. And for me, because it was so early in our marriage, I was like, this is insane. This is not something that should be happening early on in marriage. So I chose to leave. Uh, And I had to 
basically rebuild my life, rebuild my, my future. Cause like my future was tied to him. That's what we had planned on. And so I had to like relearn everything who I was because I was so like entangled in, you know, my marriage to my husband. Right. Where did you find, because being in a situation, sometimes we can kind of get lost in that and we can kind of lose ourselves at the same time. Where did you start with your metamorphosis of change and identifying what you needed and then trying to find your way out of that? And then also telling yourself like, I, you know, or building on that courage. So how did that happen for you? Like, where did you find the courage? Where did you, was it in God? Was it an aha moment? Was it, you know, just a thing that happened over time? How did that happen for you? For sure. So I, I think that in general, that when you, when you marry, um, that the two people are now forming one life together. And so now you've got all these plans, hope, dreams, memories, future, all that. And so I think it's a natural thing to kind of get lost in it and not in a negative way, but it's kind of a natural thing to do that because you're creating this life together. Uh, but once you separate and choose to go your own way, now you like you really don't know who you are anymore because you you entangled yourself in the marriage of which we should in a sense. And so I found myself like, well, when I was going through it, I wasn't, people say, you're so strong. And I'm like, no, I wasn't like, when I was in college, I had read hundreds of books and like, personal development books and then with the seminars and listen to CDs and all that type of stuff. So in, in my hardest moments with my ex-husband, all of that content that I didn't know was on the inside of me was there. And that stuff was pushing me and motivating me. I, mean, I remember one day laying on the bed crying and I could hear Les Brown and Jim Rohn and Robert Kiyosaki, so I could hear them all screaming at me how amazing I was from all the books that were on the inside of me. And so I would definitely say that the thing that gave me the push was, was what I had already had in me from, from the past. But I also have, like I said, I, my relationship with God is in a place where he is always encouraging me, whether it's through dreams or through friends or, uh, or mentors. And so when I decided to leave, and I filed for divorce officially, it was like, I did not, I didn't know who I was. And I literally had to start over from ground zero. And at one point in time, I just kind of went to God and was just like, listen, like, I don't know who I am anymore. And this, I'm okay that that is where I am today, but let's start over and let's start over from birth. Let's start over like helping me rebuild from what my childhood was and wasn't you know, what my mom or dad was and wasn't helped me to rebuild from that place. Because like the reason why I chose that person that I chose to marry is based upon what I thought about myself, what I felt about myself. And it's been a, it's been a seven year journey. And I still have like this morning, I was talking to God and I was just like, okay, we've come this far in all these areas, but this one right here, we're, we're still like failing. And I'm okay that we're still failing. But today I'm going to take this one step towards that. And I'm not going to feel guilty about that because I've come so far, if that makes sense. Oh, it does make sense. And I, you've, you've just touched on so many things here. I love how you said during the relationship, we entangle ourselves mm -hmm. and that's a natural process. It is, it really is. Mm -hmm. But my question always is, how do we, and this is a, a talk I had yesterday, how do we 
keep ourselves or blossom with our own set of values within that relationship? And how do your values align with your partners? That's something that I'm always just so like interested in because a lot of times I talk about values being the place where we jump from, our foundation. And if we know our values, that'll help align us with the right partner, the right job, our passions. So when we entangle ourselves many times, how do we keep our own identity within that entanglement? Um, I would say that that is one to be to be discovered. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> by us all, you know, I think that it, it, one of the best ways to, to make that happen is that you have to know who you are prior to. Now that's an that's a easy way to say that statement, but it's not always the case. Um, but I think it's really, really important that for me, looking back, you know, hindsight being 2020, that one of the best things I've done for myself now is really getting to know me, how I think, what I like, what I feel, what I need, what I don't need, what I can tolerate and all that. And so when I am like dating or even in regular friendships, I am constantly asking myself this question of what does this person do for me? Um, like, and not as in like pay my bills, but like, what is the benefit of this relationship? What does this person make me feel? What do they make me think? Uh, are, are they subtracting from me? or Are they adding to me? Um, you know, and who am I in this, in this relationship. And so like, when I think about dating a man or marrying a man, I feel like it's so important to have very, very hard questions early on in the middle towards engagement and all the things and just laying out a clear foundation of like, here is me, here is where I'm going. Here's what I'm doing. Here's how I think, here's how I process. It's just really like letting that person know that's you. And then inviting them to share theirs as well. Um, and they come into an understanding of, hey, so here's what we have in common. And we, oh, if we want to do this together, we'll do this. But I still need to keep doing this, this, and this for me. So my thing is like journaling in the morning. But I also, typically I have a dream at night where God is trying to talk to me and tell me something. And I've already had it in my head that at some point in time, that when I get into some type of serious relationship with someone that I have to say, hey, listen, so I need you to know something that in the mornings when I wake up for married, like the first thing I'm going to do is not going to be to kiss you. It's going to be to grab my phone because I've got to write this dream down before I lose it. And that's me intentionally going, this is something that is a part of me that he may not understand in marriage if I don't tell him early on. You know what I mean? Whereas my ex hated oh, yeah. that. But so he thought I was cheating, but he was actually cheating. So does that make, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It really does. Because I think that we have to know our own value yeah. and our values. Yeah. And when we do know that, I think it makes it a lot easier yeah. to match appropriately in regards to if this person is so out of line with our own values, that's going to be a difficult match. Where if that job is so out of line with my values, that's going to be a job with very little longevity, probably. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think our values, and those are something that I talk about a lot because we tend to 
adopt values from our parents, Mm -hmm. educators, clergy, all these different things, but it really is our opportunity to decide what we're walking in congruence with in relation to our values. Yeah, absolutely. I had somebody recently tell me, well, does your man have to be a Christian? And I'm like, yes, he does. You know, they were like, but but I know people that this, this, and this. And I'm like, and I get that, but this is my basic foundational need, you know? And when you know basics, you're like, no, I hate what you're saying, but no. Right. And, and we each have our own values. We just have to live with those values and understand what they are. And I have a friend. It's so great. Kimi. I have this friend. And when she went into really looking at her match or her mate, she had a whole list, a whole list of questions. <laughs> and she literally went down that list with this person, with the person she thought she would like match with. And she said, she asked him, are you religious? Do you want to have kids? And she, and I know her very well. And she went down this list and she says, and if they weren't going to meet the, you know, most of the criteria on that list, she's like, I knew that that wasn't going to be the right match for me. Yeah. (laughs) She she had a plan. So, and they're together and they're doing well and they align in a lot of their values. So, yeah, I think it's just for each of us to walk in our own values and walk in congruence with that. And, um, and that is a discovery process for certain. For sure. So you are such an accomplished business executive. You're a TikTok whiz and playful. I love watching you. How do you blend your playful and professional side? Because you do it so well. Well, I'll be honest. Like when I first started out with my business five years ago, how many years ago it's been, it didn't really allow for me to be so playful the way that I am on TikTok. Now, granted, I still have always had this People would ask me, how do you describe yourself? And I would say, SpongeBob SquarePants, Jim Carrey, Billy Graham, and Oprah Winfrey, right? That's, that's just my personality, you know? Any- wow. <laughs> you know? That is a mix. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and Facebook, it let me be aspects of that. And Instagram let me be aspects of that. But TikTok allowed me to be all of that. And, but don't get me wrong, like, I, I also know that I am a, a business person and people are going to pay me to assist them with building their businesses and building their brands. And so I think I've had a lot of like politically correct training when I was in network marketing of how I can be me, but a polished version of me. And so like when I got onto TikTok, it was uncomfortable at first to be all the things that I've always been behind closed doors. And so I gave it all to TikTok, but I was not giving, I was not posting certain videos to Facebook and to Instagram. And when I started posting videos here and there on Facebook, my audience started to increase. It, and I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And it was like, these people were seeing me be innovative with trying something new. They were seeing multiple sides of me that they could relate to, that they, they weren't willing to be all that on camera yet. But something in them said, oh my God, I like her. She's good at what she does, but she's also free. And I realized that when people love to watch a person that is completely and utterly free, whether we call it that or not, but when you encounter somebody who is just like completely and totally themselves out there, whether you would do it or not, or agree with them or not, something in you just says, yes, you know? Oh yeah, I love watching you. Because you are living in your authenticity. 
you are expressing yourself in a way that many of us will look at and go, mm, oh my gosh, do I, can I put my whole self out there like that? And what will people think of me? And we have all these thoughts that just run through our heads, run through our heads. And it's like, how does she do it? And I so enjoy you because of that, because you are so free and you are a businesswoman and you're bringing that all together. It is so inspiring. I absolutely love it. No, thank you. I'm having a lot of fun doing it too. <laughs> well, I, you know, you're doing a great job. I just love watching you. So can you talk a bit about your business if you brand it? Yeah, for sure. So we recently, well, for the last five years, we were doing like graphic design work with websites, logos and things of that nature. And at the end of 2020, I literally had this moment where I was like, I don't know if I want to continue doing this right now. And I just like started having this conversation with God, like what he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I really want to continue teaching people how to build strategic brands and the video marketing aspect. And he's like, well, go and do that. And so we technically at this moment have put our design aspect of our business on hold to teach people how to be confident on video, how to sell on video and how to build their businesses on video. And I'm having way more fun doing that um, because it's a lot less um, tedious, I would say. Now, if you brand it, isn't gone. But for now, I'm like, mm, let's focus on what brings me the most joy and what brings people immediate success. And so we're more, well, now we're focused more on video marketing. See, and I love that. I love that during your process of growth in your own business mm -hmm. that you have developed maybe something that is going to really be the focal point mm -hmm. of your business, but you weren't afraid to make that transition or that change. Exactly. Well, well you know, I can't say that I wasn't afraid. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me reframe that, that you took the chance yeah. to make that transition. So what did that feel like? Um, it was very scary because that was the way that we have, I mean, built multiple six figures in our business. Um, but at the same time, I was watching people want something else from me. People wanted to learn TikTok. People wanted to learn how to be more confident on video and Instagram reels. And so it was like, well, if we shift from doing this work and, and do 100% this stuff, then I'm like, oh, we actually will probably make more money. I'll have more of my time back because I'm not sitting at my computer all day doing these like checking on website edits or whatever, but I'm like creating video and having fun and engage and engaging with people. And again, I can be anywhere. I just need a smartphone lighting and Wi-Fi. Absolutely. So as you transition through your business and through your life, what is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned? Um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, I, I think I would say, I mean, I know it sounds kind of deep and spiritual, but like I really get can get like the greatest creative ideas by talking to God, right? And I know it sounds crazy, but like at the start of the pandemic, that's when I started like, I got on TikTok because I heard God tell me to get on TikTok, which I thought was crazy. But I had asked him so many different, you know, ideas for business and for many years, and I've always gotten strategies. And it was in that time that I got onto TikTok, but it's like TikTok isn't quote unquote the thing. It is TikTok is what unlocked some things. It broke me out of some boxes. And when I look back at all of my most creative ideas, I've always gotten them by saying, God, I need your help. Like he gave me the name of if you brand it, told me to start the agency, 
all these things, you know, um, right. and that I would say that's definitely been the thing. But also I would say a second thing would be that I know more than I think, you know, oftentimes I will hire this person and this person and this person, and I will find myself frustrated. And it's frustrated because I know what they're teaching me. I just paid them $10,000 to teach me what I already know, but I value them more than I value myself. Oh, I absolutely appreciate that, that you've mentioned that. First of all, I'm gonna go back to something that you said. You said, it's not about TikTok. What it is about is using the platform to benefit you and to benefit others. I think that's key. We can use all these different platforms and we find a home on different ones mm -hmm. and how you use it is so important and valuable. Exactly. Like people look at TikTok, they're like, oh, it's just people dancing and it's for kids. And I'm like, no, I mean, it's an opportunity to get yourself and your brand in front of billions of people a lot faster than any other social media platform. And, you know, one of my dreams is to have my own TV show and to do some different things on TV. And I'm like, what's the better, best place to get discovered than on a place like TikTok where all the agents are, where all the PR people are scouting for talent. You know, I look at somebody like Tabitha Brown, who was, she had 300,000 followers on Instagram or something like that. And her daughter started taking her videos and posting them on TikTok. I mean, well, in three months, she hit 2 million followers on TikTok. Yeah. Now she's got 3 million on Instagram. She's got a show picked up by Oprah, picked up by Ellen, Red Table Talk, Target, Ford, all these people, all because what she was doing everywhere else, she put it on a platform that was moving things faster and kaboom. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So the way you use the platform is so important and is, is so, I think it's also very personalized. And so you're able to do that on TikTok. You're able to be yourself and personalize that space for yourself. So the other thing that I, I like that you mentioned is really having that ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. So whether or not it's a higher power, God, ever. And you're listening to that. Yeah. You're listening to that intuition. You're listening to God. And I think that sometimes when we shut out those messages and we easily do it, we omit a lot of things Yeah, and a lot of lessons, mm -hmm. a lot of things that we can learn. Yeah. Some people will call it their intuition and we all have it. We all have that thing that's right. saying, Ooh, something's wrong something, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do that. We all have it. It's just that sometimes we don't, we don't spend enough time with that thing to really become extremely familiar with it when it's talking to us. Absolutely. And we overlook it many times because of it. We aren't familiar with it or it feels uncomfortable. Yep. So you mentioned so many things here. Thank you so much, Kenya. My last question, as we come to the end of the interview is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I would probably say that there's more to you than you think. Um, oftentimes we place value in how we look, how we dress, what we have, who was with us or whatever it is, the things that we had planned for our life or whatever. But if we really, really introspect in ourselves, we really are better than we think. We really, we really do have more than what we think. And so for, to the mom who has raised her kids and her kids are not 
going crazy. She's done a really good job, you know, um, the mom whose kids are eating meals every day, you know, and no one has like, you know, moms with little babies, no one died, you know, right. like you're really doing a good job. And it's really important that you stop comparing yourself to other people's lives, that you stop comparing yourself to what you see on um, Instagram. Like I love the Kardashians, but you can't compare your life to the Kardashians. They have millions of dollars and hundreds of people that work for them. And you have to value who you are, what it is that you have and what, what you've done and know that, that all the things you want to accomplish can be done if you just work on it one at a time. Oh, I love those words of wisdom. Thank you, Kenya, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If you'd like to connect with Kenya, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and YouTube. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.